Mm. I mean, crunching that Wawa ice. <laughs> no more crunchy crunch. Um, <laughs> just uh, LFO. LFO. I mean, there's got to be some sort of. They have to have an uncle in the in like the music production business, and he was like, "Let's let's uh, let's you guys get together, and you'll write a song about." You know, whether they're hanging out on Coney Island or something, and oh, don't forget, I love Larry Bird. This is this is boy band light. It really is. Okay, you ready? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And away Absolutely. we go. And away we go. Go, the podcast where we take a deep dive into lyrics that are questionable at best, deep. but have largely dodged public ridicule until now. And like the other 15 or so episodes, I'm Mark Davis. And over to my left, Seth Ford. How are you, Seth? I'm doing good. This one uh, this one avoided public ridicule for me because I didn't know it at all. I didn't pay attention to it. And it's just, and now, you know, uh, we had somebody mention it on, um, I'm not sure, I think it was Dallas Robinson, mention it on our, on our uh, Facebook page. Go check it out. <clears throat> and uh, I was like, you know, I've heard of that song. I've heard of that song, but I never paid attention. Boy, what a what a big uh, what a what a, what a dollop of trash verse this is. Yeah, um, I like you. Uh, kind of this one eluded me mm-hmm. um, in whatever way, and. Um, I I thought it might be one of those things where I listened to it and I was like, oh, okay, that that song. Mm-hmm. And then I listened to it and um, I was like, I don't know this song at all. Um, you mentioned Dallas mentioning to us. I also believe uh, Brian Grissom, mm-hmm. uh, a friend of mine, um, had mentioned the song mm-hmm. on a separate occasion. Um, and keep them coming, guys. Yeah, please. I mean, yeah. if we can't get to them and, you know. Obviously, a lot of these songs we're picking out because they're songs that we know and, and songs that we listen to. But there will definitely be some songs like this was a big hit. Yeah. This was a well, big I summer a hit. hit. Yeah. Um, and uh, it somehow completely flew under my radar. Um, probably because this was 99. Is that correct? Some, sometime around there. It was I was definitely not into listening to this style of music at that time. June of 1999. So I was mm-hmm. listening. I was. Fully immersed in ska music at that time. Yes. I was doing 29 Steps, Table 9. Uh, I was... For anybody listening that isn't from around here, just local bands that I was in, but I was very much submerged in the indie music lifestyle, starting to learn about, you know, concerts that you could go to that were 15 bucks uh, with bands going on tour. I was very, very much out of the public, uh, popular music zeitgeist. Yes. Um, so this one completely missed me. It flew over me. I was neck deep in the strip club moms at the time as well in 99. Yes. And enjoying myself and not paying attention to Summer Girls by LFO. And that is the song we're talking about today. LFO um, was a, uh, I believe I referred to them as a pop or a, a boy band light. Um, LFO. Um, well, Let's say that, that they were... Um, a privileged group of youngsters. Uh, that stands for light, funky ones. Light, yeah. In they case were, you're wondering, L Y T E. Rather light, funky with an I E. Boy band. Oh, light, funky ones. Uh, consisting nice. of vocalists Devin Lima, Brad Fischetti, and Rich Cronin. Hmm. And Rich is the one that takes the lead uh, vocals on this song. There was another member named Brian Gillis, uh-huh. who is known as. Grizz, I believe, was his nickname. Okay, who appeared on some songs on this album. Uh, it is a, um, it is a, uh, an album named after their own band name, the mm-hmm. band LFO, with their album LFO. Mm-hmm. Like um, funky optional. Uh, I, I'm th- looking at a picture of Brad Gillis, Brian Gillis, right now, and he looks like a very cheap, like Reno mag- magician. I mean, <laughs> these all all these guys kind of have that look. Um, they, they do. They just look like people that I would hate in high school. Bandanas on their heads, uh, yeah. earrings on both sides. Not to say that that's a bad thing, but Rich, Devin, and Brad um, all look like they're from New Bedford. New Bedford. I actually mm. know someone from New Bedford. 
uh, Massachusetts. It is uh, it's a it's an uh, it's an unusual. It's a it's very populated with uh, Portuguese people. Actually, um, I don't know if these fellows are, um, but they look like they probably have never worked a hard day in their lives. Um, good or bad, that's what they look like. They definitely have that look. Yeah. Um, the song was written by Rich Cronin, uh, Dow Brain. And Brad Young. What the hell is that? Dow Brain is is an American music producer. Okay. Uh, and he uh, has worked with a number of people. And actually, one of his first clients, along with Brad Young, was Danny Wood. What? Of New Kids on the Block, which oh. is heavily referenced in this song. Makes sense. Um, oh, yeah. They're all Massachusetts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. All good old boys from Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Um, Got to reinforce the brand and the state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I will tell you, I don't know much else about. I did not do that deep of a dive into this band. Good for you. Man. Um, I mean, <laughs> just seeing the music video, I just knew that I was not interested. No. Um, in uh, in anything that they had to offer. Now, just real quick about this video, it looks like that uh, there is a Coney Island in New Bedford, Massachusetts. <laughs> Because Suddenly. that's where, yeah, that's what it looks like. They're on the beach. There are uh, numerous carnival games and uh, amusement rides and amusements and uh, possibly a boardwalk. And that that's where this, pretty much this whole thing, um, I guess that represents summer in the Northeast, uh, no matter where you're at, uh, Mark. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's what it amounts to. I mean, summer for us is a nightmare, us being from South Florida. But for them, it's all uh, it's all carnival and amusement. I did make a reference to Gooch Juice earlier really? uh, when talking about summers here. Okay, yes. Um, because, boy, that's a reality. You, you can work up a juice. Mm. Um, so... Uh, it can, it can, you can have drippage from the, that yes, area. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so... The song, uh, apparently, a l- the, the thing about this song, the thing that's so bad about the lyrics that we're going to get into in here in a minute, is the large number of non sequiturs. Yes. The the Wikipedia article references um, references the Thanksgiving song by mm-hmm. uh, Andy, by Andy, <laughs> by uh, Adam, Adam Sandler. Sandler. Yes. I was going to say Andy Sandberg because they look like they're somewhat related. They do. They do. Yeah. Uh, I would I would liken it to another song that we did on the podcast one week. Um, yes, just loads of non sequiturs that, that have nothing to do with each other. Nothing that ties these lyrics together, really, at all, other than a rhyme scheme. From the uh, from the Facebook uh, or from the Wikipedia article, "Summer Girls" is often identified by one of the lines in the chorus: "I like girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch." Uh, and uh, he also says, "You look like a girl from Abercrombie and Fitch." Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently has an Abercrombie and Fitch uh, fetish, yeah. Uh, which you know, I'm not here to kink shame, but um, good for him. It's the music video section of the Wikipedia article just says the music video is directed by Marcus Raboy and was released on July 20th, 1999. That's all the information there is. There's nothing about how well it did or what is in it because all that you'll find that's in it is them looking down the barrel. Uh, with very attractive women mm-hmm. hanging all over them like a fucking cage full of chimpanzees at a fucking playground. <laughs> they are just hanging all over and the guys are picking them up and carrying them around by the beach. Squishing their faces together, pinching cheeks. Yeah. Yeah. Just, all kinds and I'm of... sure that when the cameras were off, a lot of disgusting things happened. They're not ugly guys, but... Uh... Well, yeah, I mean, they're, yeah, I, I guess they're not... Te- I, I think they're, well... What the hell is my opinion matter? I'm not saying that I'm a 10 or anything, but they they have this look. They you know, they get the frosted tips. Yes. And they all got I don't know. They have a Jersey Shore look. They have a very Jersey yeah, Shore they do. look. They, yeah. Like a situation type deal. But with no muscles. Not not a lot of muscles, no. Um I'm wondering if I should drop this information on you now or later. Do you want some information dropped on you now or later after the lyrics? I want it now. Two members of these three band members are dead. Of cancer. Whoa. Yeah. Um, so, Mark, that's not going to stop me from trashing this well, shit. Well, good. If it's and awful. It, and it I shouldn't. mean, if it's awful, it, it deserves everything we give it. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, that uh, is the group terrible. disbanded after Cronin's death in 2010, mm. but briefly reunited in 2017 before Lima's own death a year later. Oh, my God. That's terrible, man. Uh, yeah. 
It's uh, it's a bummer. I mean, it's not a good song. They don't deserve to die because of this. I mean, they're not big and rich for God's well, sake. I don't think that's why they died. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. If, if but, it makes I mean, you feel any better, yeah. I'm pretty sure they died um, just from the cancer or whatever else. I don't think they were given they cancer. Were, like, like, give these guys a healthy good dose of cancer. I want to go out in an Abercrombie and Fitch. Yes. Yeah, um, uh, I mean, and they li- they definitely lived it up. Uh, 2000, the year after this was released, they toured with Britney Spears. Wow. They co-headlined Nick- Nickelodeon's All That Music and More Summer Tour. <laughs> um, they uh, did another single called Girl on TV uh, that was co-written again by Dow Brain and Brad Young. Mark, this shit is really innocuous, man. And they won the Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Award for Favorite Group of the Year. They didn't cuss in the song, man, so... And there were dolls made of the group. <laughs> They got put on lunch boxes, man. They can't cuss. They're 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 sweet boys, man. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, which I guess brings an extra level of tragedy to these two deaths. I mean, they're just sweet guys. I mean, Keith Richards is still going that bastard, and and two guys from Abercrombie and Fitch who never did anything wrong other than just write some really bad lyrics are both dead. It's. Well, you'll be happy to know that the one remaining band member of LFO has become a pro-life activist. Uh, during a 2012 religious group protest, he was live tweeting from outside an abortion clinic. Included in his tweets Great. were the doctor's name and apparent quote from a nurse claiming financial motives for the services offered there. All right. Well, um, would you and me like to put our hands together and pray that maybe he gets something? And I'm not here to make any kind of judgment calls on whether or not you're pro-life or pro-choice. Yeah. But... Tweeting the names of doctors and getting into that kind of stuff. Doxing. Uh, yeah, that's that's fucked yeah. up. That's totally fucked up. Uh, and, of course, the other two guys died and he's still alive. Yeah. For whatever that's worth. Yeah. Um, he is uh, all he has also been touring with the pop group O-Town oh. uh, in a series of dates during the Y2K tour. He must have moved to Florida. <laughs> he probably strongly disbelieves in coronavirus, if I had to guess. My, um, my guess would be that he... Probably firmly on the side of DeSantis. Yeah, so, uh, so you know, big rip to Rich Cronin and uh, to uh, Devin Lima um, looking down from above uh, as we go through this terrible, terrible well, song. Well, I wonder whatever happened to their card trick guy, their, uh, their magician. Whatever happened to him? He looks considerably older than the others. He does. What, He's mean, probably working in a... He's probably working. He's probably like a fried cook. Working in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, the infect. Uh, of course, I'm going to go right to to uh, to genius. dot com. Uh, hashtag not an ad. Um, so it, it just about the song, it says the infectious summer anthem that never seemed to make sense. Written by the late Rich Cronin, it is actually like a tribute understatement to inside jokes from summers spent on Cape Cod while growing up. He never thought that anyone other than his friends would ever hear it. Uh, this is referenced also in the Wikipedia article where they said they thought it was just going to stay on the demo. I don't know if I believe any of that. I don't believe no. that all these are just inside jokes. No. Um, the, as as you get into this, you're going to see, you know, what can we do to rhyme with the next line? That's what it is. That's that's all yeah. it is. It's, when you hear it, you're going to know. Yeah. There's no inside joke here. There's nothing deep. Yeah, I like it when the girls stop by in the summer. Do you remember? Do you remember when we met that summer? That's our little intro. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, I we'll just go on from there because yeah. boy, this hook. New kids on the block had a bunch of hits. Shout out to new kids, yo! <laughs> what a weird thing to reference new kids on the block in 1999. Well. Uh, Chinese food makes me sick, and I think it's fly when girls stop by for the summer. For the summer, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck to say, Mark? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, just right off, it's just so deftly apparent that right, uh, last night I ordered some Chinese food, right? And uh, yeah, is I that got a sick. British accent? I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm getting lost. I'm getting lost in my New England and England accents. Um, 
The sick feeling some people... This is from Genius.com annotation, jumping right in. The sick feeling some people experience after eating Chinese food is known as Chinese restaurant syndrome. (laughs) This is someone actually decided to type this up and contribute it. Okay. A food additive called MSG or monosodium glutamate is often blamed but has not been proven to be the cause. Rich Cronin later commented on the leaking and unexpected success of the song. I would have definitely taken out the line about Chinese food if I had known it would happen. Even though it's the basis of the song. It really, I mean, other than the Abercrombie and Fitch line, it's, I mean, it's, it's repeated like four times. Uh, and then it says, in Plymouth, Massachusetts, a town neighboring the community where Cronin was raised, teens frequented Water Street, the local waterfront area between the town wharf and the pier where summer tourists would line up to visit the replica of the Mayflower. Mm. The Ming Dynasty, a Chinese restaurant, was popular with teens from Cronin's social circle. <laughs> and you could see all the people in their Abercrombie and Fitch throwing up right next to the Mayflower from their Chinese food. Yes. <laughs> Someone did comment and say it's a clear reference to a similar sounding line in the song called Marshall Mathers by Marshall Mathers. Oh. Uh, Marshall Mathers actually ripped this song off. Uh, not vice versa. He he referenced the song. I also completely forget to mention this guitar part is the same fucking thing as More Than Words by Extreme. It is. Oh my god, it is. Like when you I first exactly heard it, I was right. like, oh, there's another song that's been suggested for us to go do. Yeah, I was like, oh, this song, th- they're sampling it, but they're not. It's it's the same song. Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, oh, and wow, I'll, I didn't realize maybe I'll make a little mix while we're talking about this right here yeah. with a back to back thing. Uh, I like girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch. I'd take her if I had one wish, but she's been gone since that summer, since that summer. And I feel like this song has kind of a um, a common thing of like kind of being like like hot and cold, mm-hmm. like, oh, whatever. I like it girls when, when girls stop by for the summer, but then also like this one girl, I wish she would have stayed. Mm-hmm. And then again, he's like, oh, but I like it when people just come and go. And it's like... Yeah. You know, which is, I guess, like a typical for a lot of guys. Oh, for a just teenage like, guy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, hip-hop, marmalade, spick and span. What the fuck? Met you one summer and it all began. You're the best girl that I ever did see. The great Larry Bird, Jersey 33. Well, you know. I know that you're not a Celtics fan, but you've got to admit He's one of the greats. Oh, of course he's one of the greats. But, I mean, just the whole New England, you know, following the new kids on the block. This is just a shout-out. Like, a, a every couple of lines, just another shout-out to New England. I, I mean, I wouldn't have been surprised if they'd mentioned, you know, it was 99. Tom Brady just started. You know, if I mean, if they would have mentioned, you know, like Brady or, you know, Bobby Orr. Or, no, who's the guy that, that played uh, in uh, for the Bruins for a long time? Was it Bobby Orr? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, just, I mean, you know. So I think someone needs to clear up the difference between references to things that me and my friends like and inside jokes. Yes. The Great Larry Bird Jersey 33 is not a joke. There's nothing funny about that. Like, it's not like he's talking about, like, Brian Scalabrini and being the white mamba. It's not, that's not an inside (laughs) joke. That is a reference to things that are Bostonian. Right. That's all it is. Maybe that's funny to the New England. Tim, can you tell us? Is that funny to New England people? Now, I will say hip-hop, marmalade, spick and span. Those might be things that are referenced amongst his friends. It does let you know that marmalade is, (laughs) genius.com does let you know, that is a jam-like breakfast spread often put on toast. Yes. In case you don't know what marmalade is. Um, and now a New England inside joke. <laughs> Apparently so, yeah. yes. Apparently, yeah, the whole uh, the whole city now shares the You're the, uh, the best enjoyment. girl I ever did see, the great Larry Bird, Jersey 33. <laughs> when you take a sip, you buzz like a hornet. Billy Shakespeare wrote a whole bunch of sonnets. Well, hornet and sonnets don't rhyme. The least you could do if you're going to take the liberty of... Non sequiturs is find something that rhymes with hornet. And I'll be the first to admit that not many things rhyme with hornet. 
but like make make it say like buzz like a bee and then use the Larry Bird jersey 33 again. I'd, I'd prefer that. <laughs> like so many things buzz and you oh had to choose God. Hornet. This was written by a fourth grader, man. And I mean, by a fourth grader. The fact grader, that he's calling him Billy Shakespeare. Billy Shakespeare wrote a whole bunch of sonnets. <laughs> Call and of me course, Willie Whistle because I can't speak, baby. <laughs> Call me Willie what? Whistle because I can't speak, baby. Something in your eyes really drove me crazy. Again, baby and crazy, a near rhyme, but not a rhyme. It, but I mean, but it, close enough. Who the fuck is Willie Whistle? And this is why I love Genius.com. Exactly. Willie Whistle was a clown who could not speak in the 1980s local television show, oh, The Willie Whistle Show. Inside joke. They're the show up. aired on WSBK out of Boston. LFO singer <laughs> Rich Cronin grew up nearby in Kingston, Massachusetts. Okay. And this clown is one of the scariest looking things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Whoa. Now, he's scary in that he looks almost like Jamie Carmichael <laughs> if he grew his hair out. And, and straight iron. It's kind of it. like Cookie from. Uh, it's he's got from uh, uh, that. What's that? He one? basically has. Uh, it looks like uh, like if you took like cousin it, and then just cut the hair around the eyes. Uh, it is terrifying. Uh, it is, is a very really large scary. nose, um, with some LGBTQA, uh, <laughs> plus. He looks like suspenders and a very loud shirt. He looks like Cookie from uh, uh, Bozo the Clown. I'll Bozo, have to take your word for yeah, it. Yeah, Bozo had a had a, like a sidekick clown that looked a lot like Willie Whistle. So um, this is the one instance where I will say that I can believe him thinking that only his friends or people in bought like locally would hear. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. The world that is definitely exist a local outside of, outside of Massachusetts. Uh, well, I mean that's definitely a local. That would be like us talking about Jim Reef. Yeah, and, or Paul Bearer or something like that. Yeah, yeah. and people being like, well, who's Jim Reef? And it's like, oh, it's our meteorologist right. for years. And people would be like, I, I, okay, that's weird. So it's the one you know thing that we can like give to him. Okay, all right. Now, I can't forget you. It makes me mad. Yeah. Left one day and never came back. Now, again, with these fucking near rhymes. Like, if you're not going to have sex... I mean, so many words rhyme with mad. Yeah. It's like the most jokingly referred to, and I think Elise wrote uh, about one of our other songs that we did. There was a there was a poem that was written for uh, for someone uh, locally by his mom, and one of the lines was "so big, so sad, so mad, so sad." Oh, she used a double rhyme scheme. Yeah, and I mean it's terrible, but that is better than. Now I can't forget you, and it makes me mad. mad. Left one day and never came bad. Back. Well, they are from New England. Back. You never came back. Yeah, I guess, he, I guess maybe he goes left one day and there, I never man. came back. Now I can't forget you and it makes me mad. Left one yeah, day and I never came leave back. Leave off a consonant and you're fine. Stayed all summer, then went back home. Macaulay Culkin was in Home Alone. Now, this is a new, this is a new level of angry because... He says home, and then he says home alone. I can't help but think that on on uh, that this this has got to be, and please don't tell me Genius did it. This has got to be in reference to when on Saturday Night Live they had the uh, all of the guys in the early '90s do the New Kids on the Block when they left their agent and they went out and did this on their own. It was Adam Sandler, David Spade, and and they came up with these lyrics. Of and they're like we write our own lyrics and they did a song and in the song they go I'm walking I'm talking Macaulay Culkin oh and uh, I can't help but think that maybe this references that skit maybe it does maybe they're I, I don't want to give these guys too much credit because I don't think they're that smart but maybe it does man I mean yeah I uh, it doesn't reference that at all and I didn't know about it but yeah. uh, maybe that that very well could be uh, fell deep in love but now we ain't speaking. Michael J. Fox was Alex P. Keaton. No, I take back everything I said. They're just watching movies and TV shows and referencing characters. That's all they're doing. I don't know why I can't let go of the fact that these are just near rhymes. But like, That's what you're taking away from this song? It's really upsetting me. Not the fourth grade lyrics? No, I mean, like, the lyrics are obviously terrible. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, you know, again, if you're going to have non sequiturs... At least have when you have a non sequitur, it's like I can write 
any lyric that I want. Hit the mark on the rhyme. So if yeah. you're saying that we're not speaking, like, you know, I couldn't sleep last night because my bathroom seek was Lincoln. 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 <laughs> Lincoln. My bathroom was Lincoln Park. Like, you know, uh, peaking, leaking, yeah, freaking weekend. seeking, freaking weekend. Yeah, anything. Like, you just had to say Michael J. Fox was Alex, Alex P. Keaton. Keaton. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and Gary Berghoff was Radoff from MASH <laughs> when I met you I said my name is Rich you look like a girl from Abercrombie and Fitch okay okay <laughs> okay I mean they, they did Rich and Fitch right I mean let's give them credit on something uh, the annotation the writer and lead singer of LFO Rich Cronin is introducing himself mm. he used his real name in the song because it rhymed with Abercrombie and Fitch, which was a very popular brand name that the type of hot girls he lusted after would often wear, e.g. Jennifer Love Hewitt, mm. whom he dated. Oh, wow. Good for him. Yeah. That's very attractive. I wonder if she went to his funeral. Oh, man. Um. So, yeah, uh, that's the first verse. Uh, I feel very uncomfortable um, with the lyrics and how weird they are. Um, I, you know, I, I'm kind of surprised that he is owning up to being in love with her. Um, I don't know if that's actually what he's feeling. Um, no, but now but, they're, they're not speaking. Yeah. Fell Alex deep in love, but now we ain't speaking. I think maybe he caught feelings and she was just like, I'm just going to use you while I'm, I'm down here. Just here for up summer. Here. Yeah. Uh, of course the hook, new kids on the block had a bunch of hits. Chinese food makes me sick. Sorry. And I think it's fly when girls stop by for the summer. For the summer. I like girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch. I'd take her if I had one wish. But she's been gone since that summer. Since that summer. Mm. Cherry Pez, Coke Crush, Rock Stud, Boogie. Used to hate school, so I had to play... Hooky. Hoogie. (laughs) Like, again... Again with this. Um, Cherry Pez, Coke, and Crush are all sickeningly sickeningly sweet foods associated with youth and summertime fun. Rock stud sandals were also a summertime trend at the early 90s. Hmm. Boogie was a general slang term for fun and good, as well as in the title of several maybe iconic summer bops from the time maybe iconic like this person that wrote this couldn't even like say they were definitely uh um yeah they got mentioned somewhere this may be another string of this is kind of along the lines of the uh, hip-hop marmalade spick and span yeah it's another thing just referencing maybe referencing something they they did they could just be complete non sequiturs they could be referencing specific things yeah um Always been hip to the B-boy style, known to act wild and make a girl smile. Love New Edition and the Candy Girl, which is a New Edition song. Um, Actually, a song I like. Yeah, good yeah, song. Like song. Reminds me of you because you rock my world. You come from Georgia where the peaches grow. They drink lemonade and speak real slow. This is probably the best, like batch of lyrics uh, uh, yeah uh, yes yeah it, it definitely is i mean even though you know one minute they're referencing new edition um reminds me uh, and then the next minute they're there and the southern girls when they're way down south they knock me out when i'm down there you know i mean really that's that's what it amounts to is like hey you know we're going to mention a band from new york and then oh yeah maybe another area maybe they could continue that by mentioning you know uh, a referencing an, another different part of the country but that's not what they do I should also mention they do break dance in the song or in the music video. It, uh, it, um, it's borderline break dancing. It's, he's spinning yeah. on his head is more than I can do. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, it's kind of weird that he mentions b boy style and hip hop, um, and then talks about new edition. Um, I mean, there's not a huge difference there, but new edition, mm. pretty R and B. Yeah, it's R and B. It was that song came out around the time that break dancing was really hitting it big. It was. It did. I mean, other than that, you know. Um. You love hip hop and rock and roll. 
dad took off when you were four years old. Uh, then this line had you. I, I felt your hand on my back. This and yes. I was like, "What happened?" This was. This is one of the freaking strangest. The I mean, it, it, we go from just you know uh, referencing a bunch of stuff, you know, eighties, nineties, uh, culturally hip, to all of a sudden it turns into a just an odd history lesson. Not even. Yeah, um, there was a good man named Paul Revere. I feel much better, baby, when you're near. Um, so the Paul Revere line could very well be a reference to the Beastie, Beastie Boys. Boys. Is that what you're thinking? And they do they do reference the Beastie Boys soon here. They do? Okay. They do, and I'm going to see right. if you can find it when it comes up. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, so uh, there, I mean... I thought it was just another thing re- referencing, you know, like Larry Bird, there, you know, New England. You know, Paul Revere was from New England. So I thought right. maybe that's where it. I know. mean, that very well could be. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah. Uh, you know, and I also thought. I, that's, I can't remember the, the, the first line from Paul Revere by uh, the uh, BC the Boys off yeah. my head. Um, but I think it's I had a horsey. His name was Paul Revere. Yeah, yeah. Like, they could have yeah. just used that line directly. Yeah, they could have. And it but they been, didn't. No. And then uh, I feel much baby better. I feel much better, baby. Not when I feel much near. baby better. I feel much better, feel much baby. baby better. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so much baby better when you're near. Uh, Bubbling up. <laughs> Fill in the old Your sack. fun dip. <laughs> oh, yeah, I feel much better, baby, when you're near. Um which it sounded to me in his delivery like he was doing a uh, I can't say baby where I'll be in a year from sweet emotion. But okay, uh, yeah, did not did not do that. No, nope. you love fun dip and cherry Coke. That's the second. So he's he's now name dropped Abercrombie and Fitch three times and Coca-Cola and Coca-Cola twice. products twice. Yeah. Once in the beginning of this, mm-hmm. uh, you love fun dip and cherry Coke. I like the way you laugh when I tell a joke. Do you think he hates the way she laughs when other people tell jokes? I, I, this guy <laughs> is so goddamn lost when it comes to, you know, where things are going to go and how things are going to be put together. I'm going to make it a history lesson. I'm going to shout out to New England. I don't know, man. When I met you, I said my name was Rich. <laughs> he said his name was Rich. He didn't say his name is, is rich. rich. Yeah. He said, "Hey, my name hey, was Rich." A week, a couple of weeks ago, when I met you, I said, "My name used to be Rich." Right. I was rich. <laughs> now I'm Paul. I don't know. You looked like a girl from Abercrombie, like Abercrombie and Fitch. Fitch. Um, I uh, do you remember the uh, TV show My So Called Life? Oh yeah, Claire Danes waiting for cousin Tino. Yeah. Um, this reminds me of something that Jared Leto's character would have written. Which line? Uh, all of it. Oh, the whole yes. thing? Yeah. Oh, Do you he remember was when lost. Brian Krakow had to write that love note to, to uh, Claire Danes' character? Oh, it tore my heart out. Oh, dude. I remember that. Oh, yeah, I remember, painful. Yeah, I remember that. That was like the, that might have been the best episode of that oh, show. Oh, dude. That whole, the yeah. whole thing was just. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if you've never seen My So-Called Life, you should watch it because it's holy shit. But uh, if you want to see this a teenage like girl kind of look worried for an entire two seasons, <laughs> Claire Danes wears the look of worry and anxiety on her face. Yes. The whole way through that show. Um, I believe that, you know, Jared Leto does, does try to write like a song for her yeah, yeah. or something. And it is very much like this. It is a lot like this. Just a, a lot of non sequiturs that just go nowhere. Yes. Uh, the hook again. Third verse. In the summertime, girls got it going on. Shake and wiggle to a hip-hop song. Summertime girls are the kind I like. I'll steal your honey like I stole your bike. (laughs) Jared Leto stealing my bike. (laughs) Riding away real fast while I chase him. That is the Beastie Boys line. Oh, okay. I had no idea. From the song The New Style. Oh, I didn't remember that one. Um, so they're they're uh they're making a little bit of a drop, maybe possibly the second drop. Okay. Um mentioning uh 
they're apparently they're fans of the the Beastie Boys and with good reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely, <clears throat> freaking excellent. Boogaloo shrimp and pogo sticks. My mind takes me back. They're oh so quick. Um, boogaloo shrimp. Yeah, it's a. It, I think it's like bang bang shrimp, like what we have down here. Uh, like you know, it's like a spicy shrimp that has a. It's like a sauce. That is incorrect. In. Well, Boogaloo oh, okay. Shrimp is a famous dancer. Oh my God! Who got his big break when he appeared in the 1984 cult classic film Breakin. Oh shit! And one of my favorite references ever, Breakin Two Electric Boogaloo, Boogaloo, which I call everything that is something to Electric Boogaloo. Yes. Um, but so, I I saw this movie in the movie theater. I forgot all about it. That's right. Uh, TKO Crew, Turbo Kelly and Ozone. There you go. Yeah, I forgot all about it. Boogaloo shrimp and pogo sticks. My mind takes me back there oh so quick. Let you off the hook like my man Mr. Limpet. Think about that summer. Have you ever seen that movie? And I bug because I miss it. Yeah, so this is a this is a reference to the incredible Mr. Limpet. This is a deep cut for old Rich. Yeah, it is. I mean, this is a 1964 movie. It was played on TV quite a bit back in the 80s. I remember it on Saturday mornings and stuff. They played that movie. So it's not too much of a stretch to think that he could have seen it. No. How it fits into this song, I don't know. Just, it just doesn't. It doesn't it, there's so many non sequiturs and things that just come out of left field that it's, you know, unless you know it, it's, it's time sensitive. People now these days probably aren't going to know it at all, you know. I am going to say this about this song. It is very much in real time watching someone realize that they feel strongly about someone when they're used to just sleeping around. You think? And dealing with it, it seems. Um, you know, the line, I think about this summer and I bug because I miss it. Hmm. He's like, I'm so, it seems like he is like, I'm so used to, um, you know, one night stands or like one week stands or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like I met this one girl and she was like the one and why do I still have these feelings? Like this is, this is weird. Like, Are you letting the fact that these two gentlemen died color your opinion? of? This I don't song? think so. No. I mean like he's talking about how half of the song is about how he loves girls that just drop by for the summer mm-hmm. and he likes girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch, not the specific woman. Right. In the summertime, girls got it going on, yeah. shake and wiggle to a hip hop song. <laughs> Summertime girls are the kind I like. Right. Like, he's just saying, like, I just like girls, you know, in Florida and being here, Fort Myers Beach is a huge stop. I mean, it's a meat market. You go out to Fort Myers Beach or you go out to Sanibel or whatever, you just f- see gorgeous women there are walking around in mm-hmm. bikinis. And it's and these are the kind of girls that, that he likes. And they throw on some Abercrombie and Fitch and they go, you know, to the mall or whatever. And he's, you know, doing that thing where he bites his lip and... Does that thing with his then hand he where he goes, kisses two fingers. Oh, kisses and gives the two fingers and gives yeah. the deuces. Oh yeah, all of that stuff. All so um, attractive. But then he's like, oh, but but I keep thinking about that summer and why? Like, why are you any different? Um, maybe, maybe, yeah. All right, I'll give the guy a break. Maybe he is just you know reminiscing over the one that got away. I like the color purple and macaroni and cheese. Do you think he's talking about the movie The Color Purple, or do you I think he's just talking don't, about The no, Color I Purple? No, lo- I read that right as you got to it, and I'm like, is, is he talking about Toni Morrison, Oprah, and 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 Goldie? Because that is a good movie. I mean, shit, I don't care who you are, you've got to love that movie. Genius Annotation. He could just mean it's his favorite color. Hex, pound 800080 <laughs> is the range of color occurring between red and blue. But we also have a lot of movie references going on in this verse. We do. This one is probably referring to the 1985 movie adaptation of the book yeah. by Alice Walker. Oh, I'm sorry, Alice Purple. Walker, not Toni Morrison. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it, it it is. He's talking about the movie because what's the next line? Ruby red slippers and a bunch of trees. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, he's talking about obviously. Uh, uh, is Macaroni and Cheese a movie reference too? No, I have no idea. I mean, I don't know why he's got to all of a sudden do like the Wizard of Oz. It's like he's having a stroke constantly. <laughs> uh, call you up, but what's the use? I like Kevin Bacon, but I hate Footloose. I know. That's that's really the... So, uh, if, 
his he wants to he's going to call her up, but what's the use? What what do you think he means there? Call you up, but what's what's the? I, I think what you're going back to in the you know thinking about summer and I bug because I miss it. Um, you know that he's that, that he might be talking about a girl. You know that that the one that got away. It, I think maybe that what could be call you up, but what's the use? That you're the one that got away. Uh, and there's just going to be a couple more, you know, and I'm trying, I'm sitting here reminiscing over you, but ultimately it's pointless because there's going to be more in the future. It's, it's a 19 year old song, man. It's a, it's an 18 or 19 year old song. And that's, that's as far as he can go. But, you know, I mean, he's got to remind us that he really hates Footloose, but Kevin Bacon is awesome. You know? Yeah. I mean, um, I, you know, it, to me, it's like, if I, if I can only call you and talk to you. It's not worth it if I can't fuck you. That's kind of the the initial well, feeling I got. He's eighteen or nineteen, you know. Right. I mean, yeah. That's, um, that's all that's going to be on there. But mind. maybe he's maybe he's saying, you know, I could call you up, but I know you're just not going to answer. Or, well, he says call you up, not not. I, maybe I'll call you up. He says I do call you, but what's the use? But it, um, it, look what comes, man. Look what's coming. I like Kevin, but Bacon, but I hate Footloose. That's yeah. what's coming. Came in the door. I said it before. I think I'm over you, but I'm really not sure. The, the, the real question is here is what is the came in the door I had? I said it before. What is that? I, I don't. That is really. That's the most cryptic thing that he said in the song, in my opinion. Came in the door. I said it before. I think I'm over. What the fuck does that mean? Came in the door. I said it before is a line from Eric B. and Rakim. Holy shit. The song Eric B. is president. This guy's deep. He is just, I mean, I will say this. If okay. you're going to have non sequiturs, I guess at least referencing like classic hip hop. Beastie is Boys the way and to Eric do it. fucking B. Yeah. Oh my God. I'll take it. Yeah. Um, came in the door. I said it before. I think I'm over you, but I'm really not sure. Um, which I'll tell you, you're not. Because you no, wrote this not. fucking song. Yeah, yeah. Like, it says you're not sure all throughout the song. Yeah, I'm I mean, bugging really. because I missed last summer. Yeah. When I met you, I said my name was Rich. You looked like a girl from Abercrombie and Fitch. <laughs> the emotional depth of a dormouse. Yeah. Um, New Kids on the Block had a bunch of hits. Chinese food makes me sick. Sorry. I think it's fly when girls stop by for the summer. For the summer. I like girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch. I take her if I had one wish. But she's been gone since that summer, since that summer. And then the bridge. Summer girls come and summer girls go. Summer worthwhile and summer so-so. Um, the person in Genius does mention. They say it's an ex example of very clever wordplay that pervades this piece. Who is this moron? Do you just need to fucking sit down? No, you, you, that, that this is not. And there's a lot of shockers in this in this episode, man. There really are. This is clever, though. OK, the fact that he says summer girls come, summer girls go, summer worthwhile, summer so so. So summer and some mm -hmm. oh, are. Yeah, I get it. Sounding, I get it. Uh, that is that's. About as clever as this band's ever going to get. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, especially not, now that it's not horrific, but it ain't great. No, I mean, but there's I mean, nothing super insightful or, or clever about it. I mean, it's it's okay. Yes. Yeah, like you said, it's about as good as they're going to get. Uh, Summer girls got it going on, shake and wiggle to a hip hop song. Summer girls are the kind I like. I can't help, but, but real quick, Mark, I can't help but think that there might have been you might have ratcheted up the cleverness just a little bit more if you'd have said. Uh, summer girls got it going on. A lot of simps won't like this song. <laughs> really, maybe he could have done that. Yeah, he would have then you know wedged in that that sir mix a lot, and it would have been a little bit more clever. I mean, it's there's true. some shockers in this song. There really are. Um, summer girls are the kind that I like. I'll steal your honey like I stole your bike. You go. I want which I wonder which Beastie Boy said that. Paul, Mike D, Michael Diamond, uh, Adam Yak. We got to look that up. The fact that it rhymes with Mike. I'm gonna guess it's Mike D. You think so? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, name Michael Diamond. Nah, my name's Clarence. Yeah, then it redoes the uh, the end. Nuclear Nuclear on the block had a bunch of hits. Jenny Fuller is sick. Is that it, Mark? Is that it? That's it. Man, this is kind of shocking, Mark. This is. I mean, there was a certain level. I mean, I laughed at so much the the. 
you know, Larry Bird reference, the Paul Revere, you know, maybe that is a, 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 a there's there's some depth that I didn't see going into this. I just thought it was a bunch of non sequiturs, but there there actually are a couple. Of, Am I letting the fact that these two fellows passed away? <laughs> now you're asking yourself. This am question. I doing that? Am I? I you mean, might. Yeah, it's still not a good song. I mean, in keeping with with lyrics to go fashion, this is not a good song. I mean, in the fact that they rip ripped off, uh, you know, um, more than words. I hey, is who did more than words? Was it uh, Extreme? Extreme? Yeah. Are they a New England band? They are. They oh are my from Boston. God, man. So. Yeah. So they wrapped the New Boston England area. up in one in one silly little song right here, man. Now, Seth, I'm going to raid a little bit to you because when I was looking at some information about this story, mm-hmm. I came across an article on TheRinger.com okay. called How Summer Girls Explains a Bunch of Hits and the Music of 1999. All right. LFO's breakout song is remembered today primarily as an ode to Abercrombie and Fritch and the girls who wore it. But there's a deeper story behind the lighthearted song one that includes tragedy and paints a picture of what music was like at the turn of the century. Now, the tragedy, I'm just going to go ahead, spoiler alert, it's that two of the band members died. Okay. But I don't see that what that really has anything to do with the song. Nothing. It, it has nothing to do with it. I mean, the band broke up and got back together a couple times, um, you know, like a shitty relationship. Right. But uh, the fact that people died it has nothing to do, really. The band initially broke up because the one guy passed away, which I understand. Right. Then got together, paid some bills, broke up, repeat process. If you know one thing about Rich Cronin, heartthrob frontman for Massachusetts pop trio LFO, you actually know at least five or six things. What and who he likes and does not. What he likes to eat and cannot. Summer Girls, the group's gently wrapped and shockingly resilient 1999 hit, tells you quite a bit about Cronin and about teenagers and about America, and especially about the anarchic and <laughs> delightful wonderland of pop music in 1999. Mm-hmm. Um, Was it? LFO stands for light funky ones, by the way. There's another thing you know. Um, it uh, it's, it t- talks about how it glides in on a swoony finger pick guitar riff, Reminiscent of Extreme's 1990 hit, More Than Words. Yeah. Um, and uh, refers to that song as the stairway to heaven of its time, which is no. fucking which absolutely is ludicrous. Yeah. Um, it goes on to talk a bunch about um, shitty music from the time. There was a newfound sense that as fluky star- pop stardom went, anyone could do it, anything could happen, anything did. Even these guys, even this, like a lot of the mega hits of 1999, there was a sense when you were listening to it that this was something weird and gigantic that we would still be remembering 20 years from now. Mm, I don't know if I agree with that, (laughs) Um, says Rolling Stone critic and author Rob Sheffield, who slotted Summer Girls number seven on his monster list of the 99 best singles of the year. I think we've said it before, Mark. (laughs) Once again, why we don't pay attention to Rolling Stone. Yeah. No scrubs winning out uh, the number oh, one spot. Well, however, Mark, I, I do have to say this, and that's that, you know, what are we doing? What are we doing here? We're, it, we're taking a deep dive into lyrics that were, you know, might have been overlooked at one point. And we, we listened to this. You and I listened to this song together, and I got so many laughs out of how childish it sounded. But I think this might be the one time that we've come away, that I have come away from a song and thought, oh, there might have been a little bit more depth in that than I initially thought. Yeah. I mean, really? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's shocking, especially after what I knew and what I, you know, my notions of this song while listening to it with you when it was initially, uh, you know, suggested and what I thought about it. And the few times that I'd heard it in the past, I just thought it was shit. There might be a little bit more depth to this song than, than, than you know, we give it credit for. A little bit, not I much. Hear. A little bit. Cronin, most people don't realize it, but he was literally one of the best rappers alive. Oh, right. Fruchetti tells mm-hmm. me now. Sure, yeah. Some people, they look at me like, what are you, crazy? Fruchetti? I'm serious. Mm-hmm. This is the one guy that docks the abortion clinic doctor. So. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't really get a chance to see it in LFO. Mm-hmm. If you give him a beat and a microphone, I'd put him up against Eminem in a freestyle. Mm. That's how good he was. The tragedy of Summer Girls is we'll never get to see that battle. The triumph of Summer Girls is everything else. <laughs> I'm not even going to read any more of this. Yeah, Clearly, yeah. the thing that he's talking about, 
the uh, the the unfortunate event is that um, Cronin with Cronin's passing, yeah. he's not going to ever be able to battle Eminem, which I don't think Eminem would spend any time battling. No, him. I mean, if, if he really was that good, it would have happened. All right. Well, uh, we can go ahead and put that way in the vault. Yeah, it's and done. Never <laughs> we don't have again. to relive. Uh, I didn't know it girls. before and I hopefully will forget about it. Thank you for doing uh, this forward. again with me, Mark. I appreciate it. Thank Please you. Go Thank to you for doing it with Lyrics me. Lyrics to Go podcast Facebook. Um, yeah. Um, we did get, I, I know I posted about it um, uh, when I posted the last episode mm-hmm. uh, that we did for Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy. Uh, we did get a, a pretty big bump uh, that episode or the, the episode previous. Um, so I don't know what we did right or what you did right, but if you did anything like sharing it with anybody, please do it again. Yeah. Because, Thanks uh, for telling your friends. Yeah. Because boy, was that a surprise to see. I was like, oh, well that's, that's more than I expected. Yeah. Um, and we're going to do another song. Yes. Yes, we are. Um, this one is going to be, <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm a little more aware of this song. I yeah. definitely am. It's been actually suggested by more than a few people. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember once again my wife. I've referenced her on my here. wife. My wife. She said to do the song, <laughs> and uh, and and she's she sang this song. You know, laughed at this song. It's one that she, you know, uh, likes to sing along with, and she thinks it's silly and funny, and uh, and she suggested it, you know, in passing. But it, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna see what we get out of this one. Sugar, we're going down. Bye. Is this Fallout Boy? Fallout okay. Boy. Yes, Fantastic. yes. Get their name from a, You'd think, oh, they got their name from a Simpsons episode. They got to be awesome. <laughs> well, maybe not. That's where you that's yeah. where you fucked up. <laughs> that is where you fucked up. I will say this song is a little bit more fun to listen to. So, oh, you yeah. know, yeah, you can definitely. listen to this twice if you want. Yep. Um, and uh, come out and do it for karaoke sometime if but you want. But these lyrics. <laughs> they got to go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that's that. Uh, we will be uh, next week with Fallout Boy's uh, hit song, Sugar, We're Going Down. A lot of simps won't like this song. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thanks a lot for listening. Our theme song was done by Exploding Pages. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for songs or lyrics, you can send them to lyrics2gopod at gmail.com. We'll be back here next week. <laughs>